The following is an exclusive presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. It's time for BYU Women's Soccer, live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Deep cross, headed toward Freeman in! A goal by Elise Blake and the Cougars open up on top! This is Cougar Pre-Match Live. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Jennifer Rockwood and we'll get a look at today's starting lineups. Let's begin our coverage of BYU Women's Soccer and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar soccer fans, and welcome inside Rock Chalk Park in Lawrence, Kansas, home venue for the Kansas Jayhawks. KU ranked 14th nationally, and tonight hosting the nation's 7th-ranked team, the 6-0 BYU Cougars. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel. With me is former BYU player Avery Walker. And Avery, it's the second game in a three-game week, and game number one was a grinder. It took a late goal, and then playing 25 minutes down to 10 players to hold off UVU and Orem the other evening. Uh, perhaps not a prototypical confidence booster, but maybe a good reminder of just how large the target is on the Cougars' backs. Every team they face is out to make national noise with a win over a top-10 team, whether the opponent is an underdog, in-state team like Utah Valley, or a fellow top-15 team like Kansas. Yeah, they had a great game against uh, you know their previous t- two competitors, and then they went over to Orem to play UVU, and that's always going to be a, quite a, a mental battle to play a team that's uh, not as highly ranked and obviously still a bit of a rivalry mentality. So uh, the fact that they came out on top was obviously you know good news for them, um, and I think it'll probably play to their strengths tonight because this is kind of the Alabama mentality they have where they they don't typically play a team like Kansas all the time and it'll be kind of a a fresh start for them to to go into the game thinking like hey this isn't a crazy mental or in-state battle it's just go out and play okay that's our first look set up time for a brief timeout now in Lawrence when we come back we'll hear from BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood this is BYU women's soccer coverage on the new skin BYU sports network this is Cougar Pre-Match Live. It's time to get the scoop on today's match from head coach Jennifer Rockwood. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back to Rock Chalk Park in Lawrence, Kansas for tonight's top 15 showdown between 7th-ranked BYU and 14th-ranked Kansas, the Jayhawks. Fourth all-time meeting in a series make it fifth all-time meeting in a series the Cougars do lead 3-1. to one. The last meeting came two years ago, well, two years and one day ago, actually, as the Cougs came back for a 3-2 win at Southfield. BYU comes into tonight's match at 6-0, best start to a season since 2005 that year. BYU opened with nine straight wins before being held to a draw. The Cougs' first loss that season came 13 games in. As for this year's squad, the only objective is getting to 7-0, and that chance comes here tonight at Kansas, where BYU last played in 2007 and came away with a 1-0 win in overtime in our pregame interview with head coach Jennifer Rockwood, brought to you by Zions Bank. For banking that helps you tackle every financial challenge, Zions Bank is for you. I asked the coach if she has any recollections from that last trip to Lawrence 12 years ago. You know, I mostly remember it because Chris is from this area, and he always bragged about how cool Kansas was. So we finally came to Kansas. But uh, uh, I don't actually have a, a ton of recollection. It's, it's great being back here and uh, perfect timing with Kansas off to such a great start. Um, absolutely beautiful facility here. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't say enough great things about just got here, and it looks awesome. You've been to some cool venues, and this is, again, one of the has to be one of the tops in the country, right? Oh, yeah, I believe so. I love what they've done here. Um, it's clean. It's professional. It's a beautiful surface. Love these, you know, the dugouts and the yeah. stands and everything. I'm, I'm really, really impressed by it. 
And we expect uh, to draw some BYU fans into this building here tonight. Yeah, hopefully, you know, uh, Cougar Nation usually comes out and supports us really well. We had a great turnout at the fireside, and, uh, you know, maybe that will bring some extra fans out. But hopefully we'll have a great group, but uh, a a top 15 matchup against two teams that have got off to the season really well and and strong and should be confident. Uh, I think it'll be a great matchup tonight. The two teams have combined 13-1 right now to start the year. Kansas 7-1, you're 6-0. At Mississippi State, you guys didn't have uh, Rachel Lyman to play that night, and people stepped up, and, and you got a big win. Tonight, no Jamie Shepard, similar situation. Yeah, you know, it's obviously a huge loss for us anytime you, you don't have a starter available. Um, but, uh, you know, we've kind of been talking about the depth of this team all year, and we believe that that was one of our strengths. And, you know, Ashton has a lot of experience. She played that position for us all spring. Um, and uh, she's done a great job for us this year. Um, hasn't had as many minutes as we would have liked, but, you know, this is her chance, and when someone's not available, it always gives uh, another person an opportunity to really step in, and, uh, you know, she'll do great. She's a great player, one of our best possession players on the team, so um, I think the, the girls are ready, and, and we'll move forward, and uh, really looking forward to it. How do you feel about the tactical matchup with uh, with Kansas in terms of what they like to do as opposed to what you like to do? Yeah, I think they, they seem to play a little bit different um, than we do uh, in a different formation. And uh, with the three five two, if if that's what they plan on coming out, we've, we've seen several teams play that already this year. And um, we actually uh, feel that our press is is pretty effective against that. They like to, you know, serve dangerous balls to their forwards um, who are very dangerous. So we will need to make sure that they don't have too many good looks to serve forward. Try and put a little bit more pressure on them. Play, maybe have to play a little bit more through the midfield. Uh, but they're a very good possession-oriented team. Mark has been around for a long time. Very experienced coach. He's done a great job with this program. Uh, I respect him and, and, the, and the program a lot. So, um, yeah, I mean, kind of a matchup between two different styles, and, uh, you know, we'll see what, what happens. But we're really excited to get back on the field. You know, we thought we should have scored a couple more goals uh, in our last game, and I think the girls are anxious for another opportunity to, to get a look at the goal. Last time you played KU was at your place back in 2017. It was a wild game. Five goals were scored, and you guys won 3-2. That's right. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it was a little back and forth tonight, no question. I mean, both teams have been pretty solid defensively. We've been strong not to give up a, a goal in the run of play, and we'll continue to, you know, expect that tonight. But, uh, you know, it'll be a good challenge for us. Uh, you know, when teams come up and, and serve balls, it, it makes our, our defenders kind of – a little uncomfortable as it does most so it's something we have to adjust to uh uvu did that to us uh, and so that was a kind of good experience for us to see that again where t- previous teams hadn't tried to do that so so we've seen it already this year and uh hopefully that pays off how important was it was it to get out of uh, monday night with with the full three points knowing you had a three game week and this game was looming uh, on thursday yeah it is huge you know i mean to, to play uvu it's always a challenging game and especially at their place um but uh, you know, it's it's on the schedule. You got to go play. They they gave us a great game, and and I think there's lots that we learned from that game. And and one of it is, uh, you know, sometimes our expectations are so high that mentally we we don't give ourselves credit for how well we played and or how well the opponents played. And, and and how well the opponents played for sure. I mean, uh, you know, when you look at our stats and our index, uh, it was our second highest performance of the season. And the girls came off that game disappointed they didn't put more in. So you know, yeah. you gotta you gotta know that hey, we're still playing great. I, 
I think we, we're, we continually build with each game, and we expect to be a little bit better tonight. And tonight's game is a good RPI booster as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Like I said, they've, they've done a great job. I think they're sitting at 9 or 10 right now. It would be huge if we can if we can get the W, but we know that uh, it's probably uh, our biggest challenge so far this season. Another chance to, as the girls say, find a way. Always got to find a way and look forward to it. Okay, Jen, thanks for the preview. I will talk to you post-match. All right, thanks. That is BYU head coach Jennifer Rockwood. It is time for a break. When we come back to Rock Chalk Park, our preview of BYU at Kansas continues, including a conversation with center back Danica Serracio as coverage of BYU women's soccer continues on the new skin BYU Sports Network. It's time to hear from the Cougars themselves as we head back to the broadcast booth for our pre-match interview. Here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello and good evening once again from Rock Chalk Park in Lawrence here in Kansas. Gorgeous 2,500-seat facility and home of the Kansas Jayhawks. KU off to a 7-1 and start to the season. And just off a four-game road swing, BYU 6-0 and and playing game two of a four-game away stretch. Both teams ranked in the top 15, BYU 7th and KU 14th. I'm Greg Rubel. With me at our broadcast location is former BYU women's soccer player Avery Walker. And you are listening to us tonight on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Over the air on BYU Radio 107.9 FM and ESPN 960 AM. Streaming on the BYU Cougars app, the ESPN 960 app, and at BYUCougars.com slash live radio. You can also hear matches and highlights on demand via the BYU Women's Soccer podcast and on the BYU Women's Soccer page at BYURadio.org as well as the BYU Radio app. Well, BYU comes into tonight's match on a roll, but also a little shorthanded. The starting midfielder, holding mid, Jamie Shepard, not available for the Kansas game due to a red card picked up the other night at UVU on two yellows. Uh, both were, shall we say, dubious. And she misses tonight's game. As a result, the red came on the second yellow. And BYU now has to replace one of its most important players, even though she's only a freshman, one of the most important players for one of the Kooks' most important matches of the season. Abe, it's time for that depth now to pay off for the Kooks. Yeah, Ashton Brockbank is going to step in and do a really good job. And, and honestly, we talked about that call during that night. And... You mentioned it was dubious, and I think Jen Rockwood also said that it, it was kind of an unfortunate switch of events, right? But that's obviously how soccer goes, and the important uh, thing about this team that we've talked a lot about is, one, their leadership. So wh- whoever has come from the bench to the field is, is willing to put their best effort on the line and kind of grind it out for them no matter what it takes. So I think uh, Ashton Brockwick will be a good addition to that. Time now for our pre-match player interview. This evening, we hear from senior center back Danica Serracio, the match winner from Monday night at Utah Valley. I spoke with Danica after this morning's team run-through here at Rock Chalk Park and asked her about the setup to her 64th-minute wonder strike that earned BYU the full three points in Orem. Well, when we had that corner, I was kind of just like, if this, like in my head, I actually said this, I was like, if this comes out to me, like I have to put it away because we need to win this game. Um, I was sick, and I was like still recovering from my neck injury. I was like, we are not going in overtime. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um, so I think <clears throat> I just I just needed to put it away. Um, I was surprised that it actually did go in. I mean, that's what I intended, but rarely does it work out. So, um, But it was good. We got the win. Jamie set you up a good 30-plus yards outside a goal, but you gave it a ride, and that's how you get career goal number one. Yeah, um, that was a, a pretty uh, nice first career goal, I guess. Um, saved it for my senior year, so hopefully we can get a couple more. But I think just, you know, our team motto is find a way this year. Um, and, you know, UVU was packing it in a lot, and I think that was, you know, coming from outside was probably our, our best look for that game. 
Looking back at that game, how important was it really to make sure you got out of there with three points and, and, and not have to settle for anything less? Um, I think really important. I think our team expectations are really high this year, and I think that's part of the reason why we were so frustrated um, is because the game wasn't going how um, it should have and how we expected. So I think, you know, some games, like on your worst day, you just got to find a way to win um, and just kind of grind it out, and I think our team did that. Okay. It wasn't against a ranked team, but it was on the road and it was a grinder. Why is it good prep for a game like tonight where it is a ranked team, a totally different kind of environment? Um, I think we... We kind of learned how to handle when, you know, things aren't going our way yeah. um, in a game that wasn't against a ranked opponent. Um, but So I think it kind of prepared us. We're like, oh, so next time when we're feeling this way, this is what we need to do to solve it. Gotcha. So tonight, you know, we were more, a little more prepared. Four straight clean sheets for you guys as a team, and only one goal allowed now through six games, and it was not in the run of play. So in the run of play, you're still perfect on the year. What kind of pride do you take in that as a back line and a team in general? Um, a lot of pride. That's something that um, coming from last year, we really focused on in the spring. You know, we wanted to have that higher line and really uh, kind of perfect our press. So I think, um, I mean, it's obviously not just our back line, like yeah. our whole team, like we defend together and we attack together. So um, it's something that we take a lot of pride in and that we look to like keep going. Um, we got to have a stingy back line to win games. So. And you're right, though. It's more than just the back line. It starts up top, and, and when forwards are pressing, they don't allow teams to get the kind of comfort they need to develop and build, right? Yeah, our, our front line has been doing a great job, I think, um, from our forwards to Sab. I mean, Sab's come up with like a lot of amazing saves. So I think that's what's really cool about this team is everyone can defend and um, everyone can score goals. So. Okay. Down a player tonight, and an important player at holding mid. We know how important a position it is for BYU. player rarely leaves the pitch. With no Jamie, what's going to be needed to step up and make sure that there's no drop-off tonight? Um, I think just keeping it simple. Um, I know Ashton is great at that. Ashton can distribute the ball. She wins head balls. I think everyone's confident in her. I think that's what's so great about our team is we've got a deep we've got a deep bench so I think um, I think everyone's confident in Ashton and yeah we're gonna miss Jamie and that was like a really un- unfortunate call um, but I think we're prepared and I think we can handle it the motto is find a way and now you get to put that into action and you have your first real adversity tonight personnel wise you got to find a way I guess at Mississippi State too with no Bing that night similar mm-hmm. deal right yeah I think I mean we've seen it before and um, our team you know we're really we're really deep. I mean, Jen always says that's the strength of our team is that people can kind of come off the bench and make a difference, and I think that's what sets us apart from other teams. Okay, top 15 showdown. Uh, both teams ranked, and both teams know this will be a huge part of their postseason resume. Do you get fired up for these kind of games that have kind of a national importance to them? Oh, totally. Um, especially, I think it's really important that we build our, our RPI right now before we go into conference, so we all know the kind of weight that this game holds. Um, but we're just really excited. I think that's something that's kind of different about this year is I think every game we're like we're just excited to compete you know I feel like obviously everyone has nerves but it's more just excitement and so we're ready to just take it to them and get this important win. Beautiful venue we hope there'll be some BYU fans in the stands tonight and it's hot and humid but you kind of handled heat and humidity already in uh, Mississippi State and Alabama. Yeah it's definitely not Utah but (laughs) I mean I think it keeps you know keeps your muscles loose and warm and we're just glad we're playing at night and not in the middle of the day. Gotcha. Well, have a great night tonight. Good luck against the Jayhawks. And then on the weekend. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Greg. All right, that is BYU senior center back Danica Sarasio. And our look ahead to BYU and Kansas continues right after this. We are live in Lawrence, Kansas at Rock Chalk Park on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Avery Walker and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel. 
We welcome you back inside Rock Chalk Park here in Lawrence, Kansas. We're after a hot day. It's a warm night for soccer and a top 15 showdown between 6-0 BYU and 7-1 Kansas. Both teams among the top offensive outfits in the country. BYU has scored 15 goals, allowing just one. KU has scored 18 goals while allowing only three. KU has played two more goals than BYU. Mind you, Cougars have still yet to allow a single goal in the run of play. Remarkable stuff. The only goal scored comes on a PK, so in the run of play, it's still perfect on the year. Cougars are on a run of four straight clean sheets. The Jayhawks have five shutouts in eight matches. Just two really good solid top-to-bottom teams. They also have, Kansas that is, uh, one of the best goal scorers in the country in Katie McClure. She has 29 career goals. BYU's Elise Flake in the same neighborhood, 26 career scores. The head coach of the Jayhawks is Mark Francis, now in his 21st season in Lawrence, and his side has the look of an NCAA attorney team for sure. I spoke with Coach Francis a short time ago here at Rock Chalk Park and asked him about the uh, postseason ramifications of tonight's early season showdown. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, when we saw this one on the schedule, obviously um, BYU is always very, very good, and obviously they're having a phenomenal year this year. Um, it's a great matchup for us, and uh, nice to be nice for us to be back at home. We've been on the road now the last four games, so it's just nice to be back home. Yeah, how proud are you of pulling a nine of twelve points off that recent road stretch? It was good. It was good. The one we gave up, unfortunately, if you had told me we were going to lose one of those, um, it probably wouldn't have been that one. But uh, DePaul game. DePaul game. But DePaul played very well in that game. Uh, had one opportunity, finished it, and uh, uh, their goalkeeper played extremely well. He had n- numerous looks, really good looks, but um, weren't able to convert on the day. So, uh, But I was proud of the kids. We bounced back. Uh, two days later against Purdue, who was very good. And they were hosting, right? Um, they were hosting yeah. the event, and I thought the, the kids did a really good job responding. And, you know, when you have a loss like that, when you've been used to winning, it does. Be, it's tough, especially when you lose the way we did. Um, but I thought the kids responded really well. Both BYU and KU can be proud as much offensively as defensively right now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think BYU's only given up one goal, right? And not in the run of play. It was a PK. Right, yeah. right. And we've given up three, two off of... Uh, or two off corners, one in the run of play. So, um, I mean, talking of you know corners, I think on set pieces they're very good. Defending or uh, corner kicks, but also uh, free kicks. And so, obviously, we've watched some tape, but uh, we just have to be focused and organized on our defending set pieces to make sure we don't give up anything there. Two years is a good enough separation. I, I, does what happened in two seventeen have any bearing on, on how you think of BYU or, or play BYU tactically tonight? I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, we're a different team, and they obviously are too. Yeah. So, uh, we really have based it just on what we've seen on video. Now, BYU uh, comes off a, a nice win over AM, follows it up by going to UVU, and they may not have felt they played their best game, but they still got three points out of it. Do you see value in those kind of games if you're that kind of team? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, and especially with a, with a team like uh, Utah Valley, that's a local, uh, a relatively local Rock rivalry. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, when we play those type of rivals, it's it's those players feel like they have a little something to prove. You know, BYU is obviously the big school in the state. And, uh, uh, I, I mean, I think you're probably always going to get those guys' best game on those days. And I think uh, I watched that game. I thought Utah Valley did a really good job yeah, of, uh, of competing well. in that yeah. game. So, um, But, obviously, BYU did enough to still get the, get the win. So, Two of the elite goal scorers in the country tonight in uh, Katie McClure and Elise Flake. Yeah, yeah, no, it's great matchup. Uh, you know, good, two good forwards against two good defenses, I think. So really, you know, I would anticipate today is going to come down to one or two key uh, moments in the game where somebody either executes, somebody makes a mistake and gets punished for it. But I think that uh, it's going to going to be a great game. Really, we've really been looking forward to it. How do you feel the two styles fit or, or don't tonight or clash? Or 
That's good. I mean, they try to play. I mean, we try to play as well. I don't think there's going to be a lot of banging it and chasing it because they don't do that, and we typically don't either. So uh, I think it's going to be a really good soccer game. I think uh, it's going to come down to a little bit organizationally on the defensive side of it for both teams, how they deal with uh, where the opponent finds the ball in spaces and how we deal with defending those spaces. And uh, they're good about finding balls in certain spots on the field, and I think as long as we defend that well, um, and also, I think 1v1, they've got some very dynamic 1v1 individual players, and I think we have to do a good job uh, individually defending those those uh, personality players. Um, and if we do that, I think we have a chance. I think if we don't, uh, I think they're going to create opportunities because, um, you know, watching them on tape, I mean, uh, I think the right midfield player is very dynamic. Um, obviously, the five up top is very dynamic. The number eight coming out of center mid, I think, scored a few goals. She gets forward. They commit a lot of players forward. So I think uh, we've just got to make sure we deal with those numbers in our defensive half. With BYU missing a key player tonight, is it natural to factor that into how you play? I don't think so. I mean, their formation's still the same. They're still going to play the same style. I don't think it's going to change anything they do. I mean, obviously, there's going to be somebody in there that maybe hasn't played as many minutes, but it's also for that individual, whoever that ends up being, it's a great opportunity. So I would think, especially in this matchup, it's a, it's a great opportunity for that player, whoever that ends up being. So. Okay. BYU 6-0, you're 7-1. When you've had these kind of starts to seasons, you usually end up in the NCAA tournament at the end of it all. Do you feel this is a tournament team you've got on your hands? Uh, oh, for sure. I thought potential-wise, absolutely. Um, just how we've competed so far um, and uh, we've actually improved and that's the thing I've been happy with with the group is that in training when we've addressed certain things we need to get better at the kids have actually tried to put that into their game and have actually we have actually made improvements in those areas so uh, well tonight will be a good test to see if some of that stuff's going to keep going so finally what kind of environment do you expect here at Rock Chalk tonight yeah, hopefully, hopefully a good crowd. You know, it's been a, a transition this year for us going to play on Thursdays. Um, we used to play on Friday nights, and I think that in the community, I just don't think they've grasped the fact that we play on Thursday nights yet. Obviously, we market that and we put that out there, but hopefully, uh, hopefully, especially with BYU coming in and matchup, um, I know they've done a lot of publicity about it. Hopefully, we'll get a good crowd out here. Coach Francis, thank you for the time. Best of luck this season. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, that is Kansas Jayhawks head coach Mark Francis. Time now for tonight's Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game feature brought to you by Wilner and O'Reilly, immigration solutions in Utah and abroad at wilneroreilly.com. And here's tonight's rules question, referencing, as it turns out, to Jamie Shepard's one-game red card suspension. May a player serving a red card suspension be in the team area during the game for which he's ineligible to compete? The answer coming up next, as well as tonight's starting lineups and the opening kick, as Cougar Pre-Match Live continues from Rock Chalk Park in Lawrence, Kansas, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Match Live, getting you ready for BYU women's soccer. For more pre-match coverage, here's Avery Walker and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. We're back at Rock Chalk Park in Lawrence, Kansas. BYU at KU. Starting lineups coming up. First up, the answer in tonight's soccer rules question in Wilner and O'Reilly's Laws of the Game segment. And here's tonight's rules question in light of Jamie Shepard's one-game red card suspension. May a player serving a red card suspension be in the team area during the game for which she is ineligible to compete? And the answer is, a player or other bench personnel serving a game suspension may be in the team area, provided he or she is not in uniform. A player serving a game suspension may not participate in any pregame activities. And as it is, Jamie Shepard uh, does have the warm-ups on, so she's not in team uniform tonight in the BYU team area. 